Welcome to the Pick Up Podcast, the place where women pick each other up, dust each other off, and help each other to shine. This is a place of lifting, refreshing, and truth-telling. Our goal? To collect the broken pieces of our lives and create a beautiful mosaic that reflects light and hope to the world. So take a deep breath, sis, because you've just found two new friends for your journey. We just have one question for you. Are you ready to pick up where we last left off? Let's begin. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the Pick Up Podcast. This is our inaugural filming episode, and we're super excited for you to be here. For the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about motherhood. Um, but before we start in with our content, I want to just go ahead and have our panelists introduce themselves. So, Keisha? Hi, my name is Keisha Holland. Um, I have been married for almost 24 years. I'm a mother of two adult sons and I'm a recent grandmother to a two-month-old. Um, in my spare time, I recently retired in April. So right now, I'm just loving not working, taking care of my granddaughter, and just doing the things that I couldn't do before when I had a job. And um, in other, and also, I am a first lady of a church. My husband pastors Ford Life Church in Arlington, Texas. So that's what I do also. I help him out with ministry. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming and being Thank a part you. of the panel. We're so excited. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> My name is Cynthia Bush. I've been married for 19 years. I'm a mother of four boys, three different generations, pretty much, two granddaughters. Um, I work for internal medicine doctors. I love the office. They love their patients. It is ridiculous how much these doctors love their patients. You never see this. So um, I do attend Forward Life Church, also with Miss uh, Keisha Holland here. Um, and that's Awesome. Thank you, Cynthia. All right. Hi, my name is Cynthia Smitherman, and I am not a biological mother, but I'm a mother of my youngest brother who has Down syndrome, and I also care for my elderly mother, so I kind of mother hurt you. And so I, uh, I'm a scientist. I work doing uh, clinical research. Um, I've been here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for about 20 years. Um, and I go to church at Crossroads Arlington, so shout out to them because we love them and they're a big part of our lives. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming, for being here. Um, so, on the pickup, our thing is to just pick up where we last left off. So, let's just act like we haven't been away from each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> and let's talk about our mothers, right? So, our mothers help to shape who we are. Um, my mother is pretty amazing. She had 10 of us. And um, after my dad died, she, like, held it down. You know what I mean? And I got a lot of who I am from her. So why don't y'all tell us a little bit about your mothers? Um, my mother was a teenager when she had me. So my my relationship with my mother is a little different than probably most. Um, because she was a teenager, she was definitely not ready to be a mother. So basically, my grandmothers more or less raised me. But now, as I got older, me and my mom are much more closer um, one of the things that I learned from my grandmothers and the way that they mothered my mother mm. is no matter what she did, they loved her. She could always go home. And it wasn't just my her mother. It was my dad's mother also. She knew that both of them would love her no matter what. And so because of that unconditional love I saw them give to her when she would go missing for months because she was on drugs pretty much my whole life, um, they always welcomed her back. They were always there to take her in no matter what. And what I've learned from my mother now is how to be a grandmother. Because what my mom didn't couldn't do for me, she did for my boys. And so I've taken that on, and that's what I got from her. Um, 
and like I said, even though we had the situation of her being on drugs, you know, pretty much until my adult life, um, we now have an awesome relationship. We typically talk about four times a day now. Oh, wow. That's wow. awesome. Literally four times a day. So that's kind of what I got from my mother and my awesome. grandmother. Yeah. Do you guys talk to your moms a lot as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not you. I'm like, not it. That's not me. <laughs> so what's your dynamic like with your mother, Cynthia? Well, with my mother, um, it's a little different being that, um, of course, we're Hispanic. So there wasn't really a lot of mothering mm-hmm. as far as when we were little, telling your kids, hey, I love you. Um, let's, you know, give me a hug. It wasn't a lot of that growing up. But what I did learn from her is uh, when I became a mother, that's something that I wanted to stop. Mm-hmm. So when I had started, I was a teenage mom too. I had my oldest son at 16. So ever since I've had him, even to this day, when we talk on the phone, it doesn't matter if he calls me and tells me, what do you, you know, hey, I'm going here. Okay, I love you, bye. Every time we hang up, it's always, I love you. Yeah. And when I see them, I love you. When I, when I, um, when we see each other, it's always, we're always greeted with a hug. We leave with a hug. It's something that I said, like I said, we never seen that growing up from my mother. Yeah. But my mother was always, they, they provided for us very, very well. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we were kids that didn't have to want and need for nothing. Yeah. So that's how she pretty much showed us her love. Because basically when she was growing up, she wasn't, her mother wasn't able to give her that, the material things. So as I grew up with my mom and my dad, because it's very seldom that you have your parents still together and not divorced. Yeah. I'm fortunate to have my parents being married 50-something years. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, wow. that right there, just in them two and in her, it doesn't matter how hard the relationship is or what you go through, stick through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough times are always right. going to be there. Yeah, right? that's so true. Just, yes. just deal with what you have and learn to work through it together. Yeah, right. And I think that's something that I have in me is regardless of my marriage or my relationship with my kids, Whatever happens, work through it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. always easier. I always say it's always easier to walk away than to, yes. to fight the fight. Ooh, listen. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You can take us on a whole other. <laughs> I mean, I know, right? that's, that's, that's basically it's what so I true. take yeah. you know, for my mom. Yes. Just stick through it. Walk, walk that walk with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, you'll be grateful at the end of the at the end of the journey. Right. Know? Right. I mean, that's just that's my intake with my mom. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's perfect. It is perfect, isn't it? Yes. I mean, we can stop right there, right? Period. <laughs> <You're> done. <laughs> what about you, Cynthia? Tell us about your mom. So my mom is, I am also Hispanic, and so we grew up, and my mom was uh, in an abusive um, marriage, mm. and so there were periods where she would split up and she'd get separated, and then she'd have to come back because she couldn't make it on her own mm. and stuff. And so finally, like, I think in that season, she was so unhappy that she would kind of take it out on us a little bit. So, so she wasn't um, terrible, like she wasn't abusive, but she was she was harder on us, right? Yeah. Discipline wise. And so, but then once she got divorced, she was so happy. <laughs> she was herself again, and so she parented a lot better. Um, she would talk to us more about what she didn't like. She, she has this way to make you see that what you're doing wrong without telling you. Like, you kind of come about it gotcha. uh, on your own, and that's her skill. But I think the thing that I got from her is how to be a caretaker, mm-hmm. because she was divorced when I think I was in sixth grade. 
and so she became a single parent and so she had to sustain the home so she started her business and she wasn't home very much and because I'm the oldest I had to do the cooking and the cleaning and help take care of my younger siblings and so I learned to be a mother then when I was younger and so I used to tell people that I felt like I was married to my mom and I'm like the wife and she was like the dead like the husband because she'd come home and bring the money and then like I would help her like that's how she taught me like to pay the bills and and, you know grocery shopping and so I learned to drive really young and stuff but but I find then like I I didn't have children I don't have children on my own God didn't bless me that way but that's I think I grew up learning to be a caretaker mm-hmm. um, and I care for everybody like yeah. if there's somebody like I care for my brother I care for my mom now that she's older uh, but even like my nieces and nephews it's like if they need something it's like okay here let me help you you know right. Right. Yeah, and right. so I think she just brought out that caretaker yeah. um, gifting I would say in me <laughs> it's definitely a gift right you need that yes. to be a mother yes. um, and it's interesting because it sounds like all of our mothers have also had like some form of um, trauma, right, or something right, that's happened right. in their story that maybe we weren't aware of, like when we were growing up. You know what I mean? So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. What are some of the things that maybe you found out about your mother as an adult that changed the way that you saw her? Um, you know, now like that you see her now, right? So, for instance, one of the things I found out was that my mom was sexually abused for years. Um, just repetitively and so she never let us go to like sleepovers and things like that that all the other kids wanted to do and we never really understood but when I look back I realized it was because of that trauma that she had and she was protecting us right and kind of helping us to teach teaching us how to guard ourselves you know keep ourselves safe so what are some of the things maybe that you learned about your mother um, as an adult that helped you to see the choices that she made for you a little bit differently um, I think for me is, is one of the things I did find out is that my oldest aunt shared with me that they believed that my grandmother's boyfriend had did something to my mom when she was younger. And so I think what it was is my mom turned to drugs to kind of cope with it. Um, and like I said, she just so happened to get pregnant, you know, with me. Her and my dad really were not together when they, it was basically had, they were getting together long enough to have me. And I think that when she had me, she wasn't ready. So she turned more to drugs during that time. And then she just continued that cycle. She would go off, she would go on, she would go off, she would go on. She would be happy and something would happen. You know, she was dating my sister's dad and she was happy, so she was off the drugs. But then he decided to go back to his wife. Well, then she got back on the drugs. Then she had my sister. She thought she was fine. He left again. She got back on the drugs. So it was always a cycle with her. And what broke the cycle was when I had children. And she didn't want them to go through the cycle that I had went through. But I never realized she had had that trauma when she was young until I was older because my aunts never shared it with me. They kept it a secret the whole time. And then my aunt told me because she felt like I needed to know that there are things that happened to her as to why she's the way she is. And I think that helped me to better understand and be more supportive of her and to really learn who she is as a person. So. I think uh, our stories are similar because uh, I can vaguely remember my mom telling us when I was younger that the same thing happened to her. But once she told us that, it was never talked about again. Um, but it was the same story. We would never, we weren't the ones, we couldn't go spend a night at our cousin's house, friend's house, anything like that. But in return, everybody can come spend a night at our house. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We, anybody can come stay over. Even to this day, anybody can come stay over at our house. <laughs> 
mean, just anybody can come. They don't care what you're going through, what you're doing, how you're feeling. Their door is always open for you. And so, I mean, like I said, it's just, I, I vaguely remember saying that. And I always wondered why, how come we can never go and stay in I could go spend a night at the girls' house across the street from our house. But that was pretty much it. So we talked a little bit about like our relationships with our moms now. We just touched on it. But I know that, Cynthia, you're caretaking for your mom, right? So you talked about being her wife. <laughs> right? Yes. So that's a role that's changed. Right? So tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how, how is that being a caretaker for your mom day in and day out? So now it's interesting because so I became a widow five years ago. And because I care for my special needs brother... Um, my husband helped me a lot with that. And so once he was gone, she was already retired. And she said, I'll come up there and help you. And so she came and, and she's great. I mean, she, she cooks, she cleans, she does laundry, she does yard work. It's like, I have a husband. And so, but not really, it's so weird. I'm the, I'm the provider now. She, he's, she has the housewife. Yes, wow. She's going to be 72, and she's um, losing a little dementia. She's got a little dementia, maybe really, really early stage uh, Alzheimer's. So I find that I have, I like go to all her appointments with her, and like I pay all her bills. I like, we just really, we're like a married couple. We're back, yes, but we're opposite. And so, but it's nice because she really accepts where she's at. So she's not, uh, she's always been like very good at, um, like, I want to do the best that I can with what I have. And so, like, if the doctor tells her, you know, her cholesterol is too high, she stops eating meat and fat and stuff because she wants to live her best life. Right. And so, with this, we're navigating it still, but she's she's open to treatment. She's open to, like, I take her to the psychologist and we do an assessment and I take her, I schlep her everywhere. And she's open to everything. So, that's good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't gotten that where she's like a child yet, you know, gotcha. which yeah. I'm preparing for, but because that's the point, I'm sure that'll come. But yes, we had a conversation the other day because she she likes to dress a particular way. She's always really well put together. And I was telling her that when she's old, I'm going to put like, you know, plaid <laughs> pants and plaid shirt. She's like, no, no, no. You can't do plaid both. And I'm like, you, you'll see when you're, and she's like, no, no, no. I, I'm not going to be that gone. <laughs> I'll still know what I'm wearing. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think for me is because my mom um, was diagnosed with COPD, mm-hmm. and when she was diagnosed with it, she was actually living with me and my husband. And so, of course, since then it's just gotten progressively worse. So we, at one point, were taking care of her, and then my aunt retired, her oldest sister retired, and she said, "You know what? You and Rico work." will take her so they have they are now taking care of her and then when they need a break I have to you know I'll go over there and spend the night and that kind of stuff so I think with her having the lung disease and at one point it was she was in the hospital like every month so I was at she's had three strokes she has and she had thank god she hasn't you couldn't you would never know she had a stroke she was literally in the hospital when she had both of them with a nurse in front of her wow but my aunt takes care of her now, but I still have to be there for my aunt and that kind of stuff. So I think that just kind of brought us closer because my mom would say, she said, I know I'm not going to be here. You know, they, I know my lungs are not getting better. So I think that's why she calls me four times a day, yeah. sometimes five and six, yeah. just depending on what's going on that day. Um, but I appreciate that because I know one day I'm not going to have that. Yeah. So I really appreciate that she wants to talk to me that many times a day, even though people be like, why does your mama call you so much? I was like, look, that's my mama. Yeah. I let her do that because I think a lot of times she's making up for what she 
didn't do when I was growing up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but I think if I'd have known what she would have been through, I still think we still probably would have had the same relationship because I was young and I figured out pretty early on in age that my mom was on drugs. Yeah. Um, when your lunch money comes up missing that your grandmother yeah. gave you and you're 10, you're kind of like, what is my mama doing with the money? So right. Right. it was kind of like I knew, but I don't think it would have changed that relationship that we had. Oh, no. yeah. So it's interesting because we're all kind of at a point where we are now mothering our mothers a little bit, right? Yeah. They're they're getting older. My mom has had some health things happen recently, and you know, so stepping in and trying to navigate that, which is a balance, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because they're like, don't you tell me what to do? Uh, I'm still your mother. I'm in charge, yeah. right? But you yeah. know that you have to step in and help them. So you talked a little bit about that, Cynthia. But what is that? like Cynthia <laughs> the other Cynthia what's that like for you like just helping like to guide your mom through this part of her life it's uh, it is a little difficult because you don't want to see your mother in that in that way um, just like we just the other weekend we had a conversation her and I we were going to get food and um, she told me a story um, that Thursday we should end up telling the same story on Saturday, like two times. So I'm driving, I'm like, Mom, do you realize that you do that? Because I, I really wanted to know, do you really realize that you're doing that? She's like, doing what? I was like, uh, you've told me, so the story you just told me, you told me already twice already, and we've been in the car for probably about 20 minutes. I said, and then you told me the story on Thursday. I said, you've already told me the story three times. I said, do you realize you do that? She's like, yeah. I just wanted to make small talk. I'm just like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We don't talk. I said, because my sisters have questioned too, hey, I think something's wrong with mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with her. Y'all just, you know, being exa- y'all exaggerating. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with her. So, and so I told her, I said, that's why your daughters, your other daughters think that something's wrong with you. They think you're, you're not remembering what you're saying because you keep repeating yourself. I said, if you want them to quit questioning you, then don't do that. It's okay, mom. That you don't. We don't have to conversate. Yeah. Silence is good. Right, right, right. <laughs> said, Silence is good. Just know that we're together and we're driving, and that's right. fine. Right. Yeah. But right. you know, just just be mindful of what you say because other people can take it the wrong way, and that's not what you want them to perceive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because any other day back then, I could have never told you that. Yeah. Right. I, she would have been like, she would have probably cussed me out. Yeah. And, yeah. and kept going. Yeah. yeah. Some words, yeah. some hands, some, some something. Arms. But I think, I think with me telling her that, she really thought about it because after that, she got quiet. Mm. And she recently, and then last Sunday, when we went to go eat for Father's Day, um, she recently asked my aunt, my oldest sister, that uh, we were talking about something that happened about somebody. And she was like, Did I? She said, Let me ask y'all something. And I was like, Oh, no, don't ask us because you're not going to know the truth. <laughs> so uh, she says, uh, Did I ever really interfere in your life and try and tell y'all what to do with your life and your kids and your husband? You know, basically that type, yeah. of, that type of mom. I was like, mm. I said, I can't really say for me you did because you really didn't. I didn't allow you to. I didn't let you. I had my own mind and my own life. So I didn't allow you to do that to me. I said, But. For my other two sisters, you did, and the reason why I say that, because if I allowed you to do that to me, then we would all be living the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we don't live the same way. Mm-hmm. As a, so for them too, you did allow, we were both, you know, me and my other sister, we, we both told her yes, but she kind of got offended. Right. And I was like, yeah, don't ask us if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't ask us. My dad was just there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear nothing. Like, Are you sure, Mom? Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, my friend were like, 